My name is Lily Madden, and I'm a proud Aranda, Bunjalung, Kalkadun woman from Gadigal country. The Daily Oz acknowledges that this podcast is recorded on the lands of the Gadigal people and pays respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander nations. We pay our respects to the first peoples of these countries, both past and present. Good morning and welcome to The Daily Oz. It's Friday the 2nd of September. I'm Zara. I'm Sam. A UN report has found China's treatment of Uyghurs may be a crime against humanity. We're going to tell you everything you need to know in the deep dive, but first, Sam, what is making headlines this morning? Prime Minister Anthony Albanese announced on the first day of the Jobs and Skills Summit that there would be 180,000 fee-free TAFE places funded by the Australian government next year. The scheme will cost $1.1 billion and will be funded between the Commonwealth, state and territory governments. The Federal President of the Australian Medical Association has said he is puzzled by the National Cabinet's decision to reduce the mandatory COVID-19 isolation period from seven to five days. Speaking in Canberra this week, Professor Steve Robson called for the health advice informing the decision to be released and dismissed comparisons of COVID-19 to other illnesses such as the flu. There's some new data from CoreLogic. They've found that Australian house prices fell by 1.6% in August. It marks the largest monthly decline since 1983. The biggest drops were felt in Sydney, which was 2.3% down, and Brisbane, which was 1.8% down, with prices unlikely to stop falling until interest rates stop rising. And the good news, the Matildas will begin their two-game friendly series against Olympic champions Canada in Brisbane tomorrow. The first game will be played at Suncorp Stadium, while the second will be played at Sydney's newly opened Allianz Stadium on Tuesday night. Just a quick heads up, today's deep dive contains some pretty disturbing content. If this is not the day to listen to it for you, we'll speak to you again on Monday. So the United Nations Human Rights Office has released a report and that report is looking at human rights violations by the Chinese government against the Uyghur community and other ethnic minorities. It found credible evidence of serious human rights violations, including torture, and it's concluded that the Chinese government's actions may actually constitute crimes against humanity. This is a big story. What do I need to know first up? Okay, so a bit of context. The Xinjiang region is a large territory in northwest China. It is home to a large population of the predominantly Muslim Uyghur ethnic group. So when we're talking about Uyghurs, we're talking about this specific ethnic group. But there are also other predominantly Muslim ethnic groups in that region as well. Although the Xinjiang region has strong economic importance for the country, its population is one of China's poorest, and there have long been suggestions of government discrimination against Muslims in that region. In 2014, the Chinese government launched a campaign called Strike Hard, which it says was to combat terrorism and extremism in the region. So we've known about alleged human rights abuses in this region for a while. What led the UN to look into this now? So the investigation was prompted by several public allegations of human rights violations, but also reports of a dramatic increase in disappearances, as well as reports of imprisonment, torture and sexual violence at re-education camps. And what did the UN detail in its report? 
Well, the UN found the laws China used to put people in prisons or these re-education camps were vague. They were subjective and they were discriminatory. China's definition of extremism, which they use as a justification for putting people in these camps, includes things like refusing to watch state-approved radio and TV, having a beard or wearing a hijab, refusing to drink or smoke, or giving a child a Muslim name, and refusing participation in, quote, normal activities such as football. So basically the report found that people are being detained arbitrarily. Well, the Chinese government claimed its re-education centres are an alternative to prisons and, quote, attendees are treated well. The people interviewed by the UN said they were forcibly detained and didn't have a release date. Some said they weren't able to contact family and that their families didn't know where they were. When they were allowed to call their families, detainees were told to say that everything was fine. You mentioned before some concerning themes around alleged torture and sexual violence at these camps. Did the UN report confirm that that's happening? It did. So the report said the experiences that the UN had heard about does amount to torture. Things like beatings with electric batons, prolonged solitary confinement, constant hunger, sleep deprivation and forced injections. Detainees also said they were not allowed to speak their own languages or to pray and were forced to sing patriotic songs, and this is a quote, as loud as possible until it hurts, until our faces become red and our veins appeared on our face. There were also several reports of sexual violence. What do we know about the treatment of minorities outside the camps? Okay, so something that came up in this report was surveillance in the province of Xinjiang using facial recognition, birth control measures including forced IUD placement and the removal of mosques. There were also reports of a homestay program where officials stayed in people's homes to monitor them. While the Chinese government says the program is designed to make friends, the investigation found reports of sexual harassment by officials. This is a lot to take in. Were there any sort of recommendations from the report? Well, the report called on China to release everyone held arbitrarily and to stop all intimidation. It found that China's legal system was, quote, deeply problematic and that it had committed serious human rights violations. It also found the allegations of torture or ill treatment are credible, as are allegations of individual incidents of sexual and gender-based violence. The report found these, quote, may constitute international crimes, in particular crimes against humanity. And talk me through the Chinese government's response to all of this. Yeah, so the UN included a response from the Chinese government in its report. China says it firmly opposes the publication of this report and said that it's, quote, based on disinformation and lies and that it smears and slanders China, interferes in China's internal affairs, and then finishes by saying people of all ethnic groups in Xinjiang are living a happy life in peace and contentment. It's been notoriously hard for us to get a true understanding of what's been happening in the Xinjiang region to the Uyghurs. So I found this report really illuminating in in filling some of those gaps in our knowledge. Thank you for joining us on The Daily Oz. If you learned something from today's episode, don't forget to hit subscribe so there's a TDA episode waiting for you every morning, including on Monday. But you know what's not going to be waiting for you on Monday? You, Sam. Me. I'm taking a little bit of annual leave to go and refresh. Which we love. It's going to be awesome to step away from The Daily Oz and leave it in such capable hands as we have here at TDA HQ. Have a fantastic weekend. I'll be back before you know it.